Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Room 303. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. And as always, we have with us EPE. That's correct. We have the full squad for the first time in three episodes. This is episode 177, Super Bowl Hangover. How are you doing this evening, Nick? Uh, not hungover, thankfully. Not like I was on Saturday where I almost died because of my Friday night hangover. But uh, <laughs> doing doing better now. That's good. Eric had the uh, same hangover. He says it's the worst hangover of his life. How are you doing this evening, Eric? I think I'm still hungover, to be honest. Took me took me a couple of days to get over it, and then a couple other bad things happened this weekend. I.e., we'll get into that later. So, yeah. But I'm thriving. I'm thriving. I'm here. Looking forward to next season. It's the worst hangover of your life. One thousand percent. I, I honestly I asked Jermaine yesterday, I was like, yo, let's let's take a look at let's take a look back at, at what we drank and the level of blacked outness. Somebody had to roofie us. Cause it didn't make sense how like <laughs> it did, it just didn't make sense. I think there was some cheese some naughty cheese fan up in a bar somewhere in Tempe, Arizona, and he was just roofing Eagles fans. I'm sure of it. Cause there's were you, no way were, I were you were, were you wearing your Eagles jersey? I was not wearing a jersey, but I did have Eagles attire the whole weekend on. So what did you have on when you went to the bars Friday night? Uh, I had a black shirt with the Eagles logo and then my green Eagles hat on. And I'm pretty sure I started chanting the Fly Eagles Fly multiple Be- times. Before or after you got roofied? I think both, to be honest. So do you think he roofied you just to get you to shut up? <laughs> I don't know. I, don't I think know I might I be on this man's side. <laughs> I, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? But... Whatever, I'm alive, so it is what it is. Yeah, that's uh, all you can ask for, being alive, <laughs> I guess. Pretty low bar. In today's episode, we'll get into communion with E, then we'll get into the Super Bowl review. Uh, we'll deep dive the comings and goings of that game, uh, give us some of our thoughts, and um, yeah, we'll get into that. So right, without further ado, take it away, Eric. All right, so for community with E, um, real simple topic today. Just want to get your guys' opinion on it. Um, me and Jermaine watch a lot of basketball, and we scream about this pretty much every game. And then obviously everybody on here is an avid fan or avid football, avid football fan. So we, you know, we argue about this a lot. But what gets missed more, holding in the NFL or traveling in the NBA? What gets missed more, holding or traveling? Holding in the NFL, there's holding on every play. There's traveling on every play. <laughs> it almost feels like there's traveling on every play in the NBA now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Shit, I, that's a tough question. I don't. I don't know that. I tried to look up the statistics on it, and and I can't give you like an educated statistical answer because it seems like the NFL and the NBA both do the best they can to keep those stats out of. Um, you know, public view, but from what I from what I've seen is the NFL is taking a stance on less holding calls to make the game faster. Uh, I guess you could say like there's more action in it or whatever. But they have they have they have loosened the the the, the rules on holding. This happened back in 2019. It wasn't anything that was talked about too much, but I saw the numbers switch drastically from 2019 season to 2020 season. Um, and then in the NBA, I think the NBA overall just 
they really just want as many points as they can in a game, so they're not calling shit nowadays. They don't call it. Bro, alright, so I'll probably lean holding because NBA might be a byproduct of carries, traveling, uh, double dribbles. I don't know, man. It's actually, <laughs> now that I think about it, it's pretty bad. I remember we talked about that rule change on the podcast for the holding, and we actually said that it, it will be a good thing as far as, well, it'll be a bad thing for defenders, <laughs> but it'll be a good thing as far as, you know, limiting the lack of penalties because that's what we've been seeing over and over again. But I don't know. If I gun to my head, I had to pick. And uh, if I pick the wrong one, I'm getting my brains blown out. I'll probably lean. I'll probably lean NBA. Okay. So I just looked it up. In 2022, there was an average of 20 holding penalties per team league-wide. So if you do that, what's that holding at uh, 20 divided by 12? That's 1.6 a game times two. So there's about three holding penalties a game. How many traveling calls are there a game in NBA, do you guys think? I couldn't find how many traveling fouls there were per team. Uh, they could, don't call it very often. This year, there's been an uptick. There's been – I think the league average this year is probably about – Probably about three. League average. Three per game. So it says during the 2021-2022 season, there was 1.26 travels called per game. The lowest frequency dating back to 1996-97, which is the first year that that play-by-play data was is available. So the answer to your question, Eric, is they both are called. <laughs> are not called at the same rate then. So one 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 point two six, and that's the lowest rate. You can probably imagine that it's called around the same time that holding is called in a game. And is that that is that per team or per both teams in a game? Called per game for both, like including both teams. Oh, then it's then it's traveling, I would guess. They only call 1.26, and I see at least 10 a half. I mean, it, I mean, it seems like every highlight video you see of the NBA is like that's traveling. Yeah, there's some there's some bad uh, <laughs> there's some really bad ones. The ones that always crack me up is when the dude catches the ball and he hasn't dribbled yet, and he's moving his pivot foot, except his pivot foot. And the other foot are both moving. <laughs> so, so, like, one of them has to stay in the right spot. The, uh, the other one can move in a circle, but you cannot do anything else. And it happens all the time in the NBA. Um, yeah, the foot is doing the electric slide while he's rotating. Yeah, there's somewhere you'll see a guy go from the three-point line to damn near the free-throw line elbow. Which that's just that's too significant a gap for you to not register that my man's is traveling, bro. Like, just back and forth, he's just shimmying with one foot while doing half circles. I'm leaning NBA because we don't see it called, right? So nobody is thinking about traveling in the NFL. Holding is called fairly, fairly regular. 
you know, three in a game is one, almost one every quarter. So, so that's something that you're harping on to not mess up. So I'm leaning NBA final answer. So I don't really know. <laughs> something, something I'm reading here now. Um, an ex, an ex, I don't know if he was, how long he was in the league. It doesn't say his name. He asked for an, 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 an how do you say that word? Anonymity. Anonymous. Yeah, that one. Anonymity? Um, yeah, whatever, dude. Uh, ano- dude, I can't even say it, dude. I'm just. Innocuous. No, no, no. Anyway. Innoxious? Uh, refs are told they want the game to be quicker. Uh, the rule is confusing for starters. Um, a lot of the times, the reason why they don't call it is because of the gathering the ball movement. That can take an additional two steps before the ball is actually gathered. So that's why James Harden's step back. And it says here that's why James Harden's step back and Giannis's Euro step are both not called travels. Because in the 90s NBA, it would have been a travel. But in this NBA, because it takes them an extra two steps before they actually gather the ball, that it's not traveling. Which is just confusing to me. It does not take an extra two steps to gather the basketball. <laughs> that's... It, <laughs> That's what it says here, man. I don't they, know. I, they 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 put they put that rule in so that way they could stop calling traveling. That's what that tells me. Yeah. Here's here's, here's this is a gather dribble. Two steps. So he gets, Bro, five, a gather, so he gets five steps now. A gather has always been one step. Like Yo, it's always been you have one step from when you start picking up the basketball. It doesn't matter if you have full possession. The act of Stopping your dribble is the gather. So you have one step. That is when the next two steps count. That's always been the rule. This got changed, and I don't know what year this got changed in, or if it was just always there. They never enforced it. But basketball was never taught like that. The way you know if it's a fucking fluke is if at grassroots level, it's not taught like that. It was never taught like that until now. It's arguably being taught. Now take, it's out of this world. Take two steps to gather the ball. It doesn't make sense. You, you know what I love? It's and two I, steps I, to gather, and then two steps to still attack the. Jesus Christ! Giannis could get from. Sorry, Nick. I didn't mean to cut you off. I just like thinking about it. Giannis could get from half court to the bucket. That's, <laughs> like, that's dude, this is this, this is why this is great minds because I was literally about to say you give Giannis four steps he's from half court to the baseline like that's not that's not good no my, wonder LeBron was out there crab dribbling my man can take four steps and be in range to space jam that mug bro that's like unreal that's that's crazy four steps do you know what? Just stop NBA. It, 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 it kind of seems like in basketball, that two steps to gather is that kind of weird, ambiguous rule the way football has. And I heard it like multiple times on the Super Bowl show, like the Super Bowl broadcast. A football move. Does Do any of the two, uh, three of us know what a football move is? No, that's my joke. Anytime I talk to a football fan, nobody knows what a catch is anymore. No, it's a football. He has to make, he has to get possession, get two, get his feet set on a, on, on a, on a catch inbounds, right? We're, we're not arguing inbounds, out of bounds. He has to catch the ball. He has to get possession of the ball. He has to get his feet set. Then he has to have enough time. Then he has to make a football move. What the fuck is that? I have no clue. <laughs> like, I thought I, a catch was a football move. I thought. The act of you catching the ball, 
bringing it into your body and then being like, okay, now I'm about to run. I thought we're playing football. I thought Jalen Hurts taking the snap, taking a three or five step drop, going through his reads, throwing that check down. Those are all football moves. <laughs> I it's 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 incredible to me that that when and I and I I get it. Live action happens a lot faster. These are guys that are 255 pounds and running four three forties. You can't really make good real time calls, but stop hiding your calls behind, you know, in basketball, this gathering of the ball and in football, <laughs> this, these football moves. If you missed a call, just don't call anything. <laughs> oh, you know what, Jim? I looked at the replay. He did make a football move. Like, do they have these huddles where they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? I like, feel bad for refs, man. These rules are so convoluted, and they're and then, and then they have every drunk asshole, myself included, sitting on the couch, eating with, Cheetos with twenty twenty hindsight vision, being like, "I can't believe the fucking ref missed that. He was only running at full speed, trying to keep his whistle in his mouth, try to have his hand on the flag." And watch this player's feet, this player's hands, the ball, this player's hands, this player's feet. Like, if you actually think what referees are fucking doing, the fact that they hit almost 100% is fucking shocking. They're, tr they're, they're truly good at being lawyers. They can, they hit calls better than your favorite player's free throw percentage. <laughs> So, all right, refs get it wrong all the time. You cannot blame your loss on one singular play, ever. Let's talk, let's talk about the defensive holding then. You cannot ever. And fair enough. Let's talk about the defensive holding. So, for those of you listening, Super Bowl happened this weekend, right? And in that game, there was a, let's say unfortunate holding penalty at, at best. We'll say unfortunate that occurred. Uh, I think it was what four third and eight. It was about to be fourth and eight in the red zone. Juju Smith Schuster's lined up on the left side of the field with um, James, James Bradbury gra guarding him for the Eagles. Juju Smith Schuster um, makes a quick move inside and spins to pull out outside and go upfield. Um, and James Bradbury gets a hold of the jersey. And uh, Patrick Mahomes holds the ball, holds the ball, scrambles, looks that way eventually, and then throws the ball out of bounds. It falls incomplete. Flag comes in, defensive holding, automatic first down. The rest is history for the Kansas City Chiefs as they... What was that? They went on to tie the game on that one, right? They went up 38-35. Yeah. 38-35. Um, yeah, because Jarek McKinnon runs in the very next play, high IQ. But let's talk about the holding. All right, go ahead, Nick. Yeah, okay. So I, famously, a couple episodes ago, you heard me yelling and screaming about calls that change games, right? I will now go against that. And say, 
I take Jermaine's side on this one. <laughs> with, 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 with my argument being, if this is a regular officiating crew, sure, fine. I, I'd be a little bit more peeved that this was called because of the situation of the play, right? The, the hold had nothing to do with Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball out of bounds. The hold was within a second of the play. Mahomes was not looking his way. Mahomes still went through all his read, was flushed out of the pocket, had to eventually throw the ball away because of the coverage downfield. James Bradbury didn't continue to hold Juju Smith-Schuster's jersey as he ran downfield. Didn't it was continue a to hold grab. him at all. It was a quick grab, right? Do I think it's a bad penalty and a bad call? Yes, I'm going to flip the coin here and say this uh, referee crew had calls five more, five times more defensive holding penalties than the league average. So am I annoyed at it? Not really. <laughs> I mean, I had, I had over on penalties. <laughs> So you needed that one. Yeah, needed yeah. that one big time. So um, for context, Nick's stat right there, in his two Super Bowl appearances, so this is a, this is what we would consider a, an elite, an elite uh, officiating crew. They've done two previous Super Bowls. Uh, Sheffers and his crew were calling it five times more during those Super Bowl games. So it's expected. I mean, he's. I, listen, what we can expect. What do we bitch about in the in in in? Like, if if you, if you'd made that call as a one-off call, you could look at it and you could say that's really annoying. But at least he's being consistent to what he's consistently calling. I mean, it sucks. It's should it have been called a defensive holding penalty? No, but I'm sure his other four defensive holding penalties were not defensive. Like. You, you could have argued against those. How many defensive holding penalties did he call in this game? That's a good question. I only saw two. But I went to the restroom twice, so I could have missed something. But I only <laughs> saw two. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't over ten penalties. So. Yeah, it was it was a it was a it, minus a few blunders, man. There there was it was a very low penalty game. It was garbage. <laughs> For over ten betters, yes. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, the very next thing uh, that we have for Sheffers and his crew that has conveniently uh, swayed Nick's mind. Now, now after we've done yelling at each other, he led the league in penalties called in 2021 and this season, 2022, at 13 penalties per game. So that over 10 bet. Oof. That's an extra kick in the dick. So uh, that totaled up to 109 yards a game. Uh, The season average this year for accepted penalties was 9.22 per game for 75.92 yards. So for those keeping keeping score at home, he's calling three more penalties a game for 30-plus more yards. And um, let's see. Kansas City is eight and two in their past ten games with Sheffers officiating. So, I, where just, were these? Th- hold on, wait, 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 wait a second, Eric. I, I'll, I'll let you speak. I just want to ask you this question, Eric. Where were these stats before we bet the Super Bowl? 
I wasn't mad before <laughs> the Super Bowl. <laughs> My guy went deep. Yo, Yo I could have bet so said, much. He said I wasn't mad before the Super Bowl. No, he didn't want us riding Kansas City before the Super Bro, Bowl. Bro, eight and, eight and two Dude. in the last ten? My Dude, God, that's I an auto been. bet. And Kansas City was the dog, dude. That's that would have been a room three hundred three mega hammer, bro. We would have rode the fuck out of him. I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry, Eric. I'm glad you didn't give it to yeah. us because you were hating uh, leading up to the Super Bowl. But yo, now that's a stat stat you can bet. But I digress, Eric. Take it away. Uh, so I mean, just to get back to this and and you and Nick's argument, like as a Philadelphia Eagle fan, there at the game. Actually sober, so I can remember the Super Super Bowl, which I wish I would have switched them. I wish I would have been sober for the last one and drunk for this one, but it is what it My is. My man almost <laughs> said sober, witch. Uh, but, but I watched that game. I played it in my head back over and over again. And to sit here and say that that one penalty, which Bradbury grabbed the jersey. So if you're going to throw the flag, you can understand why. It's not like there was an imaginary hold. He grabbed the jersey, right? Now, do you call it, do you not call it in that big of a stage? Who knows? But he called it. But that's not why the Eagles lost. The Eagles lost because they weren't putting pressure on Patrick Mahomes. The Eagles lost because Bradbury, CJC, and Darius Slay couldn't figure out which fucking one of the receivers was going to dart to the right. They ran the same play that the Jags ran the Jags ran against us in week four, I believe it was, with Agnew, where for some reason they're not playing man or something, and the dude just darts out to the side of the end zone open. Happened twice. We didn't get pressure on the quarterback. That happened. And to be completely honest, we just ran out of time. Like, Jermaine said it at the game, and I firmly believe if, if, if Isaiah Pacheco's in the game and he doesn't have the veteran insight to go down on that one-yard line and eat the clock up, Philly goes down, goes to overtime. I just I just feel it because that's just how the game had been going. And, and, and honestly, with Nick Sirianni after a touchdown with Jalen Hurts, we already got one octopus in the game. Might as well go for another one. So, honestly, I'm not going to be like these 49er fans, these little bitch-ass 49er fans that were crying about penalties the whole time. Look, we lost because of other things. We lost because we ran out of time. We lost because we were not getting to Patrick Mahomes. He killed us with, like, I think he had, like, 140-something passing yards. He didn't even have the best game of his career. Like, he was just – they were just making the right play, and we were not tackling after the guy had the ball. There were so many yards after catch. It – Look, the, and then Jonathan Gannon, come on, man. What were you doing? He, we, we got, what, two sacks in the game? We had 70, what, 70 all season, including the playoffs, we had 78. And we got no pressure on Patrick Mahomes. So, no, it's not the penalty that cost us the game. It was other things. And I'm glad I was there. I'm glad I got to watch the game. But when Destiny's, when, when you got, like, that opportunity in front of you, you can't let it come down to somebody's decision. You got to go out there and take that motherfucker. And by take that motherfucker, I mean you got to be in Patrick Mahomes' grill all 60 plays of the game. I want him on his ass 40% of the game. And that just didn't happen. That's, and maybe it, is, maybe it is a testament to Patrick Mahomes' greatness. That even on a hobbled ankle and only throwing 140, 50 passing yards, he was stable, still able to win a Super Bowl. So I get it. And Patrick, And you know one thing we didn't do all year was turn the ball over? They got a fumble recovery for six. So it is what it is, man. Like, we'll be back. We have our future quarterback. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this, right? I, I, I don't want to make this a big thing, but nobody is talking about this. 
Patrick Mahomes, quit. Quit with this friggin' thing now. Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> sorry, the dog with the friggin' squeaky, the, the one the one squeaky he doesn't friggin' break, and he brings it right over to the fucking camera. Um, Patrick Mahomes had to drag his broken ankle into the locker room. He was like, he was like running the way like you run when you've like fractured, like a normal person has like fractured a tibia. And then you're telling me he comes out of the locker room, spick span, ready to go. Hey, thanks for the tape job, trainer. Yo, why is, I, I listen, I don't know what goes on in NFL locker rooms, but all I'm saying is shit don't get better with rest. Shit only gets better with rest. No, no, but no. What I mean is, like, immediate, immediate. Like, if if you hurt, oh, your ankle he in, like, stopped a running. Game, he stopped running. Yeah, and you go like you hurt your your ankle playing softball out in the field, and you come sit on the bench. You're not gonna be like, well, it's time to go sprint now that I got a hit. I'd love to see his. Uh, I'd love to see Patrick Mahomes piss test right now. Yeah, seriously, just like what? How high? was the amphetamines in his body Bro. uh one quick nick nick's talking out of his ass um the eagles had zero sacks in that ball game and this is <laughs> i don't know where you kept getting this two sacks from eric On but you side. and i had you and i had this discussion over and <laughs> it was almost like uh On groundhog the- day on the billboard, dude, it kept showing two sacks on the Eagles side. And I kept turning to you like, when the fuck did these sacks happen? I told you I'd seen zero because and they I, had zero. But, but the sign kept saying I two. have no proof of this sign. Oh my God. <laughs> I if, never looked at the I sign. If I turned to you multiple times during the game and kept asking you where the sacks came from, obviously I was seeing something. I wasn't just pulling a two out of my ass. It was on the mm. on the digital board. Bro, I've seen you look at a sign and it says something completely different and you've turned to me and said something else, bro. Not true. Anyway. <laughs> We've done this yeah. while driving, bro. You I, just, I, I, I would be very, very interested in being a fly on the wall in that Chiefs training room when they got Patrick Mahomes back in there. Oh, for sure. Because, yeah. you know, Eric, I, I will disagree with you. The Eagles put the Eagles did what they needed to do in the first half. They put Mahomes on his ass. And not only put Mahomes on his ass, but did that kind of like gray area rule of like when you hit the quarterback and like Mahomes tried to scramble. There were a couple hits when he scrambled away and they'd grab that, they'd grab him around the knees and do a little ankle twist, right? <laughs> No, that's just that's incidental contact. Like no, I know, when, I know. You know I, I, I mean? I, I'm not saying the Eagles are dirty. I'm saying it's a gray area of you know a player's injured. Yeah, just yeah. like just like you're I mean, gonna if a quarterback has a short a sore shoulder, you're gonna you're gonna try to hit that shoulder, right? One thousand percent. It's and and it was working. Mahomes had to drag himself off at halftime, and if not for that 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 freak good that freak bounce of a foot of an oblong object straight into a chief's defender's hands right it's it's what at halftime it's 24 7 that's a completely different game that being said i turned to the 15 to 20 people at my party and i said i'm not gonna do it because i have money on the eagles but everybody here should live bet the kansas city chiefs i said create a betting account live bet the chiefs and everybody was like no look at the score and i was like Look at the score. The Chiefs are playing terrible at halftime. Terrible. And they're only down by two scores. 
Isaiah, Isaiah Pacheco is the best running back on the field. Well, it's, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Eric, you have to. The tens it's, and tens of people need you to need you to talk about it. Share I mean, your pain with the world or the, the, the greater coasts. We've just talked about this before. And Jermaine doesn't like Boston Scott for whatever reasons he has. But Nick Sirianni has this infatuation with having the recipe for success and venturing off somewhere else to try to find success when it's right in front of them. You run it down their fucking throats with Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders and Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott. In fact, Jalen Hurts should have had 20 pass attempts that game. It should have been a 60 rush attempt game. We should have had 150 yards, 200 yards rushing. Jalen was every time Jalen wanted to, he was getting positive yards. We Yo, have the best O line in football. Look, and, and I know, whatever, hindsight's, and my I talked to my dad about it. My dad was like, well, the Eagles put up 35 points. It worked. Jalen proved he's got the arm. I'm like, I'm happy about all that. But what I'm not happy about is that we lost because we didn't stick to the recipe that had gotten us to the Super Bowl, which was run the football with our play option. You don't know who the fuck's going to run it, but one of them is going to run it. And then when people start coming up on you, we have one of the best receiving cores in football with a dude who has a good arm. Then you punish them that way. Not throw, throw, throw. People start sagging off. Throw, throw, throw. Stupid. I disagree. I disagree almost wholeheartedly in what you just said. That is not what has gotten the Eagles to the playoffs. I know you believe that's what gotten the Eagles to the Super Bowl. The Eagles impacted the quarterback with a four-man rush, sometimes with rushing a linebacker off the edge, and they were able to play great defense. And, and Jalen Hurts didn't make mistakes. That was what he did great all year. He didn't make mistakes, and they ran the clock out on defensive games. Right? For some reason, the Eagles, and well, maybe I agree, I'll agree with your umbrella topic. Nick Sirianni, st- Patrick Mahomes had a bum ankle. Why are you not hitting him with at least five, six, every play? Make him mobile. Flush him out of the pocket. I, I get it. The Chiefs have fast guys. They don't have Tyreek Hill anymore. Right? Like, it, it, it seemed like the Eagles just couldn't, just didn't adapt their schemes to, to the Chiefs. And they were so scared of this, of this these, these middle to, to, to deep routes the Chiefs run that they dropped their 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 nickel corners and their linebackers into some weird Tampa 2 zone in the middle of the field that the Chiefs weren't going to anyway. Because the Chiefs throw those little dinky short routes and then scramble and do, and do all this little crap and then go over the top deep. If you put five and six on Patrick Mahomes, the, in the first half, he didn't have time. He didn't have time to decide where he was going to fucking where he was going to look, let alone throw the pass. And then they just stopped because they're like, oh, we're up by two scores. They're going to throw the ball now. Let's play this this, this weird, uh, what, what would you call it? Bandit robber in the middle of the, uh, in the middle of the zone, like in the middle of the field. And then the chiefs run these flats and, and, and out routes and beat you like that. I mean, you're right on the deep. Like, and was... then you don't, and then you don't cover those out routes. So a, a ten yard out turns into a twenty five yard out because you're not covering the sidelines, and the guy's going for fifty more yards. 
what 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 happened? This is my biggest. Uh, uh, this is my biggest annoyance with football. And when I sit down and watch a football game, I'm like, I know you can't hit a guy, and they are so scared of illegal hits out of bounds. But it is okay when a guy is in the field of play to hit him out of bounds. Yeah. And it seems like everybody is so scared. And correct me if I'm wrong. But it seems like everybody is so scared to that play on the sideline. Bust his ass. Just the second he goes out of bounds, don't bust his ass anymore. I know it's hard to say, but the Chiefs were getting double the yardage that they were throwing for because the Eagles just refused to hit in the second half. Jonathan Gannon lost that game. Much like much like Dan Quinn lost the game. Well, <laughs> much like Kyle, Kyle Shanahan lost the game for not running the football, Jonathan Gannon lost this football game for the Eagles. Jonathan Gannon is entire defense philosophy we've talked about on this podcast before is keep everyone in front of you. And that's perfectly fine. But in a Super Bowl, you have to go win it. You played a lights out first half. And if not for a turnover by your quarterback, you would be up three scores. Tight. Do not rest. You know what great defensive coordinators do? They have a scheme for the first half, and they're like, hey, it worked. But they know the fucking offense is going to go in and make changes to go against the defense you were running in the first half. So you need to know what change they are going to make to stop what you're effectively doing and counter that. Jonathan Gannon did not do that. Jonathan Gannon did not get to the Super Bowl and decide to blitz more people with a quarterback with an injured ankle. Jonathan Gannon decided to do what got him there. And what got them there was the Eagles playing perfect. Having the score, being able to run the football, not having an offense put up points, time of possession, shred the clock. But to win championships, you have to make changes in the moment. Jonathan Gannon did not do that. Good luck, Arizona. Also, where also, where was run the damn ball in the second half? It seemed like Jalen Hurts only got the ball inside the 20-yard line. Run, where was Miles Sanders? Absent. <laughs> Seven total attempts. Miles Sanders, absent. You're up two scores against an offense you know is lethal. But you know that you can run the goddamn ball. You proved it in the first half. Hertz was not able to throw that well because he he grew some magical Joe Burrow arm. He was able to run that well because the Chiefs were petrified of this of this RPO that you guys run. They don't know where the ball's going, so that they got you get you get line when you get there's a famous saying, and I don't I don't know what announcer said it or what coach said it. But when you get linebackers flat-footed, you win the game. When you make linebackers think, you win the game. They're designed to do one of two things. 
Percent. Get the get the ball or hit the guy with the ball. If you make them go, oh, which one should I do? They're done. And that's what the Eagles did the first half. Are we going to run it? Are we going to pass it? Jalen Hurts is a good enough quarterback that if he sees a mistake, he's able to exploit it. Oh, you guys been on the run? There's a pass over your head. Right? There's an open guy. There's a pass. And, you know, I will say this. And, and, and my final point about the Super Bowl, cocaine is one hell of a drug. And I don't know what they gave Patrick Mahomes, but my man was running like a German tank commander in 1940. <laughs> because he came out he came out ready to go hyped for the second half. Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's pretty funny because if he would have got hurt. My dog just crop dusted me, by the way. That's just rude as fuck. I feed him. <laughs> he lives in my house. He just crop dusted me. Or if he, he would have got hurt in the second, do they have time to take him back and gas him up like that? What do you mean? So if, ankle, if Patrick Mahomes ran and, and he got hit by the Eagles player that, that hurt his ankle again and he had to go in, get it retaped, and obviously take – a high number of of <laughs> cc's of whatever or whatever sorry whatever milligram of two um, juice whatever do, <laughs> dosage you fucking want to give this man if he gets hit in the second half they don't have the time to go do it because so, they, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. they had yeah. a 30 yeah. fucking minute halftime show yeah. also Dude, uh, I- also that halftime show is pedestrian as fuck I, I, I just I, – I, not with the halftime show. I disagree with that first point, dude. Like, there's 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 evidence of, like, dudes getting shot multiple times and not knowing it because they're so doped up. You're telling me in the Super Bowl you're not, you're not just oh, – Yes, dude, but he has – ha- Quit it. He, he has to go into – he has to go into the locker room to get the drug, to get the tankle wrap, to get tankle. Love a good tankle wrap. We love a good tankle wrap. How much time does that eat into actual gameplay? In the second half, they were already yeah. down. That's all. I'm, that's what I was saying. I, it's crazy. The Super Bowl was one for the books. Thirty-eight, thirty-five. I mean, what is that? Seventy-three points, bro. I mean, the Super Bowl it the was... Under, the over-under was, what, 51? It opened at 49 and a half. And I was just like, oh, I think that's a good over. I think that's a good over. And then 51 hit, I was like, oh, I mean, if you like the under, I mean, you should bet it. It did move. And then I was just like, but, I mean, these two offenses, bro, 73 points, bro. <laughs> Talk about missing. I should have bought should have bought a decade of points, bro. Right. Unreal. Unreal. This, this game. This also, game is crazy. Go ahead. One last thing, we talked about it in, the, in another Super Bowl episode. But why, why, why are they announcing Steichen and Gannon being hired in Indy and Arizona? I know they officially announced it today, but everything coming out Sunday morning was Arizona's taking Gannon, Indy's taking. Indy has. I already let everybody else know they're taking Steichen once the game's over. Why? Just wait. Just wait. Because there's got to be some aspect to the human psyche where you're, that's in your mind now. Just wait. Just wait to do – all hiring should be done after the fucking Super Bowl is over. The yeah, season that, ends. NFL the season ends it. when the fucking last minute on the – when the final whistle in the Super Bowl blows. Then you can start interviewing whoever the fuck you want. 
But stop pulling pl- coaches out of these fucking... I'm not saying that's why we lost. I, we already talked about why we actually lost. But there has to be some sort of, un, like, slight less focus. Because we all know the enemy's not getting a head coaching job, that fat fuck. And then Spags has been there. <laughs> Spags has been in fucking Kansas City for how long? Those guys know where they're going to be. Our guys are, where's my coach going to be next year? Fucking stupid, bro. Fuck the NFL. Yeah, but, that, that that would be so funny if, like, post, like, this actually, you actually enact this rule. As soon as the clock hits zero, guys can be hired by NFL teams. Yeah. They come up to Jonathan Gannon. They're like, you just won the Super Bowl, Gannon. What are you doing? He goes, I'm a coach the Indianapolis Colts next year. That would be the best news. I'm cool with that. Instead of like, I'm going to Disneyland. Like, I'm going to Indy. They're like, what do you mean? I'm going to be the head coach. He just runs off into the confetti. They um, announced today that the NFL is considering a rule change for the 2024 a season that prevents coaches from being hired until after the Super Bowl. I agree with that. They announced that today? They're considering it, yes. Good. Consider it hard and do it. And then, um, also, I, do, I do want to make a 303 lock here. Uh, Jalen Hurts will win a Super Bowl before he's done. Woo! Oh, before he's done? What do you want me to do? Give you a time frame? Yeah. In the next five years. Ho, 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 ho. How about this? Jalen Hurts. It only counts if Jalen Hurts wins the Super Bowl as an Eagle. Yeah. Fuck. If he goes anywhere else, he's dead to me. He's You got to win one as an Eagle, Jalen. And he oh, will yeah? win one as an They're, Eagle. He's going to be dead to you, really? Brian Westbrook is dead to you? Brian Westbrook? No, he's not. Why not? He played for the Broncos. Brian Dawkins, you mean? Well, sure. Brian Dawkins. He's yeah. dead to you? Uh, he was dead to me for two seasons. No, he wasn't. And then he retired. That's a Why? 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 You always got a lie. <laughs> Why you always lie? It's us versus everybody. If my mama ain't on the Eagles, it's us versus my mama. Do you understand Mom's what I'm not saying? On the Eagles. I'm just saying, if she was, if she was the place kicker or something, and Brian then she Westbrook got traded. Ended his career in San Francisco. Good for him, but he was an Eagle, <laughs> and when he you? retired, once you retire, all that goes away. Oh, okay. Yes, once you retire, I'll, once Tom Brady, now I like Tom Brady, now that he's retired. Cool. If he suits up again, fuck him. Unless it's in Philly, which we don't want him because we got Jalen. I say fuck him anyway. His personal life's weird. Kissing his son, letting his 12-year-old son sit on his lap. Fucking weirdo. That's a weird That's a weird move. That's a weird dude. We just, we just bought white people shit in my house. Hey, uh-uh, look at me. I'm a white person with a kid. I ain't doing that shit. Yeah, That's you, weird as fuck. You hang around a bunch of ethnics, dude. You're good. We've rubbed off on you, bro. Yeah, all my friends are ethnic. You just said fucking ethnics, bro? Yeah, like, dude, what? we're ethnics, baby. I'm concerned. I don't want to be ethnics, dog. How about that? You, you all don't? right, so um, squad ride. Here's what we're going to do. The Kenny NBA. Martin Jr. is in the NBA. Yes, sir. He plays for the Rock. Well, obviously, you can see it right there. So, the NBA All-Star Contest is a coming. These are the four participants in the Slam Dunk Contest. You have Trey Murphy the third, small forward. I believe he's about 6'7", 6'8", out of New Orleans. You have Kenyon Martin Jr. He's about 6'5", out of Houston. You have Mac McHung. Sorry, <clears throat> McClung. He actually doesn't even play for an NBA team right now, so that's pretty fucking crazy. He, I was about uh, to say, dude, he's like that jersey is not a jersey of like of so, anything good. Last I checked, 
I thought he was on the G League for the Lakers, but this looks like he's on the G League for the 76ers. And then you have uh, Jericho Sims. Who he is. He is, he is on the G League for the 76ers. Well, yeah, based off this graphic. That's why I made that association. You see the little 76ers logo under his name? Oh yeah, <laughs> and then Jericho Sims is about seven one, former Longhorn Hook'em baby, uh, for the New York Knicks. All right, who are we riding in this contest, and why is it Kenyon Martin Jr.? <laughs> I was about to say Kenyon Martin Jr. So Kenyon Martin Jr. Yo, I don't know the be- Eric. Can you get us the betting lines, please? Uh, Kenyon Martin Jr. is who I'm picking for this slam dunk contest. Um. I give that man some slander just to fuck with him when we watch the Rockets games just because of his pops, but I actually think he's a pretty talented hooper, so um does the does the same um stigma exist in basketball that exists in baseball of uh, sons sons of very good players are not as good as their fathers? Yeah, it's usually generationally removed. You don't ever really see a junior outpace. I mean, there's some examples, but like, I think if you do a junior, you fuck him. But like, Steph is so much further than his dad ever was. Yeah, but Del Curry, how many All Star nods Del Curry got? Wait, isn't wait 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 isn't Del isn't Steph Curry's real name like Del something? It's Wardell Curry. No, Wardell, which is which is Wardell Junior. I don't know if that's. I don't yeah, know. Never mind. I completely Wardell might. Uh, Wardell might be his middle name. Uh, Dell. Dell. Uh, Ward. Wardell is his dad's. Wardell Stephen Curry is his dad's name. Wardell. Uh, Dell Curry won the 1993-1994 six, uh, six man of the year. Yeah. See, he's the second. He's not a junior. Stephen Curry's real name is Wardell Stephen Curry the second. Yeah. The second though, that's not a junior. Yeah, yeah but his dad wasn't that good. That's like when, saying, like, like, like when Steph Curry has a son, how good will his son be? We're talking like about Mike, like, Michael Jordan's top. son was Boo Boo. The better the player, the worse the son is what we're what we're trying to correlate here. Do you agree with that, Eric, or or still no? Uh, I'd have to do some thinking, but uh, uh, I can't. They don't on on DraftKings. I can look elsewhere, but on DraftKings, they don't have the odds yet. For anything other than um, All Star Game, it's early. It's okay. early. Yeah, that's fine. Just we're we're just letting the people know we're riding Kenyon Martin. Um, I wasn't sure because the All Star Game isn't this weekend. It's it's next weekend, right? It's this weekend. Oh, it is this weekend. Yeah, yeah. it is this weekend. Yeah, yeah. So where the fuck aren't the odds up? Another thing for LeBron to attend. Injured. All right, so this is the three point contest. Squad ride. So we have Jason Tatum out of Boston, Kevin Herter out of Sacramento. Uh, we have Tyler Hero out of Miami, Tyrese Halliburton out of Indiana. We have Buddy Heald out of Indiana. Not the only not the not the only set of teammates on this list. Damian Lillard out of Portland and Ann Fernie Simons out of Portland. And then my boy Lori Marketing, the finished flamethrower out of U- out of Utah. Who are we that taking in this that, one? That doesn't sound like a basketball name, the Finnish flamethrower. Come on, dog. When you're a three-point assassin like this and you're just yamming buckets on people's heads, flexing on them with the white curly boy hair, you got to love that, bro. Finnish flamethrower. This dude's a dog. I've been saying that for years, and he's finally he's finally fucking vindicated me this year. Uh, 
I'm taking I'm taking Buddy Healed. All right, you're taking Buddy Healed. Eric, who you who you rocking with? I want to support you, and I want to go with the finished flamethrower. The problem is tall guys don't do well in this. Larry so, Bird just called. Dirk, Nowitz- Dirk Nowitzki <laughs> okay. just called. A couple have won it, but... Carl Anthony Towns last year. <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns is a bitch. Uh... <laughs> but he's a big guy. That's all I was saying. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, go ahead, brother. Just answer the question. <laughs> I'm trying to do a wild card here. I'm going to take Tyrese. Yeah, this one I felt like it was – the other one was only four, so I was like, let's just pick one together and fucking ride it. This one, everyone can get their own. That's tight. Um, I really want to take my boy Larry Markkinen, but this feels like Kevin Herter's competition to win. Yeah, I'm staying with Laurie Markkinen, though. <laughs> hey, shout out the finish flamethrower, baby. Woo! Hey, I had love for that man as a bull. I was I was hoping he would uh he would indeed you know pop out some more, but he didn't. He did it on Chicago. I'm glad he's doing it now. Get paid, big fella. Get paid. All right, so that was that was my comp- contribution to the episode. I just uh, I saw those lineups and I was like, yeah, we should probably pick pick some winners, huh? <laughs> or or you know, podcast motto fade us. Yeah, definitely. Uh, never forget. All right, Eric, can you go over the head-to-head from the Super Bowl? Let me get it pulled up here. Uh, let me share my screen with you guys. Did you do the units and stuff? For, or were you sick? Are you, talk, you, are you talking about the 2023 head-to-head? Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah every, all that's updated. Oh, okay. That's what yeah, you're yeah. talking about, right, Nick? I thought he was talking about the ones where you picked and he picked Super Bowl picks, prop bets. Yeah, Super Bowl prop bets. Yeah, yeah that's what I was talking about. I have about. that pulled up, yeah. You did the units on that? Uh, probably not. Probably not on that one. Uh, why is it not letting me do this? Give me one second here. <laughs> Can you guys see? It just It's loading. Yeah, there yeah. we go. All right. So these are the bets that we that Jermaine and Nick took. Uh, Jermaine had any player to have a 55-yard reception. Didn't hit. Uh, winning margin will be exactly three points. That did hit. Let's go! Plus 450. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles total players, rush attempts, over four and a half. Didn't happen. Fucking Kevin. <laughs> Jersey number of first touchdown score. Um, you both took over 11 and a half at plus 110. Jalen Hurts was the first touchdown scorer. Travis Kelsey was the first touchdown score. No, he wasn't. Jalen Hurts opened the game with a rushing touchdown. I don't think he did, Doug. Do you want to go back and check? Yeah. Uh, hold, hold keep on, keep talking. All right. Uh, first, yeah, it was opening drive, 11 plays, 75 yards, Jalen Hurts touchdown. Very one, next. One very of us next, was boozing, one of us wasn't, Nick. Very next, very next drive, six plays, seventy-five yards. Uh, Travis Kelsey touchdown. All right. Yeah, then, we knew it was going to be close because of the of the goal scorers, but we were we were trying to hit that tra- Travis Kelsey. We just missed it. Uh, and then anytime touchdown scorer Miles Sanders for Jermaine didn't hit. Anytime touchdown scorer Travis Kelsey minus one twenty did hit. Philadelphia total fourth down conversions over one and a half. That was plus one sixty. That did hit. Uh, Philly wins coin toss and wins the game plus 250 that did not hit 
They didn't uh, do it either. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Gatorade color, you had orange. Nick had red. It was purple, I believe. I didn't plus, stay for the... Plus, plus 750. Uh, Travis Kelsey and Miles Sanders, over one and a half combined touchdowns, plus 170. That did not hit because Miles did not hold his end, up, end of the deal up. Kelsey, one more touchdown than Goddard at plus 140. That did hit. Sanders to have one more touchdown than Pacheco, plus 220. That did not hit. Mahomes, 300-plus passing yards, and Kelsey, one receiving touchdown, was mm. plus 225. Uh, and then Philly, total rushing touchdowns, over one and a half. Jalen had three uh, at plus 120. So Jermaine finished with a 5-9 and nine record. Uh, going into the Knicks picks, last play of the game will be a kneel. No, that hit, plus 140. Uh, he also took the Eagles total player rushing attempts. Yeah. Uh, opening kickoff return for a touchdown, he said yes at plus 1,000. It was a touchback. Jersey number of first touchdown score over 11 and a half, uh, which did not hit because it was Jalen. Will there be an octopus? Plus Yeah, buddy. Nick said yes, and we did get an octopus. For those of you that didn't listen, an octopus is when a player has a touchdown and then immediately turns around and scores the two-point conversion as well, totaling eight points. Granted, octopus. Same player, back-to-back scores, eight points. There you go. Uh, coin to, uh, sorry, uh, field goal or extra point to hit upright or crossbar. Nick got that right at yes, plus 450. Yeah, buddy. Uh, coin toss result, tails. Nick got that right at plus 100. Yeah, he missed buddy. the Gatorade color. He took red. Mahomes and Hurts over 532 passing yards at minus 105. Nick did not hit that. If you would ask me before the game, I would have said it was because of Jalen. Jalen actually had 300 passing yards. It was Patty Mahomes that let us down. Uh, Travis Kelsey and Miles Sanders over one and a half combined touchdowns. Again, I think everybody on this podcast is obsessed with that bet. Turns out it didn't work. Uh, Nick also took Sanders two plus rushing touchdowns and a Goddard with 40 plus receiving yards at plus 900. Uh, Goddard hit Sanders again. Only saw the ball seven times and did not find the end zone. Uh, Nick finished his bets at four and seven. And any, any input here from you guys? Fuck Miles Sanders. <laughs> so Jermaine went five and nine. He was minus a half unit. Uh, I went what four and seven. What was I? Four, four and seven. seven. Yeah. And I was plus thirteen point nine units. It really helps to have an octopus and uh, and uh, <laughs> kick hit the crossbar. Did you hear about the uh, two Ohio State players who got acquitted today? Oh. No. So Amir Ripe and Jason Went. Uh, were found guilty, were found not guilty, let me be very clear here, were found not guilty of the rape and kidnapping charges brought against them. Both of these kids had had a chance to play in the NFL. You think they will now? Nah. I think they're out of the game, but that's uh, pretty tragic, bro. That's too bad, man. So this uh, happened in 2020. Um, wow. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. were they were both defensive players for the football team, and a 19 year old um, freshman accused them of raping. Uh, the jury found them not guilty on all charges: two counts each of rape and one count each of kidnapping. Uh, yeah. Well, no shit. They both. No shit. They both cried after they got let go. Um, yeah, I'd say they, they're pretty relieved. So 
they argued during the trial that the woman had consensual and then regretted it afterward and accused the victim's father of uh, pushing his daughter and authorities to pursue criminal charges. Damn. I mean, that seems kind of believable in some of these. In some of these cases, I'm saying there's got to be. There's got to be some of that shenanigans. That's Damn. crazy, man. Yeah. What are you? What are your thoughts on that? Like, that's just such a that's such a hard line to kind of because you want to believe you want to believe the person who who said that it happened to them, right? At all times you want to, but you also hold true to innocent until proven guilty. And now these kids have had their entire life derailed. And the worst part is, is even if you're found not guilty, it's always there. Yeah. In in some people's lives, not guilty is not the same as innocent. Even just like the psychological effect of like not being able to trust anybody ever again. Oh, yeah. I mean, sh- <laughs> yeah, I, bro, I can't. I, I don't even if, know, man. If, if in a perfect society, someone would lie about something like that, they're serving the amount of time that you took away from those guys. Right? In a perfect society. So this, yeah. this woman is serving two and a half years now in jail. Because she lied. She took that amount of time away from them. So what, one thing. Is it not two and a half for both men? Oh, so five. There you go. Okay. So she's serving five years. So, and I don't want to, de- I don't want to deep dive into this and cause any controversy, but Eric, of, you, you love controversy. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just going <laughs> to, something that I've heard other, other women say is in situations like this, and I don't know what the full details are of this one. So I can't say of like in the, of this, but when you're making false accusations, it's hurting women that are actually getting assaulted. 100%. And it's not fair. It's just not fair. Like, it, don't ruin it. Like, don't ruin other like other women's credibility and other women's chances of having justice because your bitch ass has had a regretful night, like, woke up and had, what is it called? Uh, post-nut clarity. Like, don't, don't do that. Or if you're ashamed or whatever it may be, don't do that. Don't ruin a young man's career. And also, don't, don't ruin it for women who actually have some real shit to deal with. And that's my piece on it. Yeah. I mean, I feel, I feel bad for the girl, but you know, on multiple fronts. Right. But you know, if you did consensually do that and then after the fact, it's like, (laughs) or who are you really mad at? These dudes or yourself? It doesn't really seem fair to take, take that out on anybody. Now, I, don't get me wrong. I don't know. I was not there. I don't have text messages. I don't have anything else, but that's crazy to me. I just want to get your guys' opinion on, on that. If you, if this happened to you and you lost your, your shot at a, a pro career, like how you reacting, Nick? <laughs> I mean, I, what, what choice do I have? I'm, t- I'm, I'm taking her to civil court, probably suing her. I'm, and, I'm, I'm, and the I'm, father, I'm getting, I'm getting somebody to, I'm getting someone to accurately tell me what I was valued at. Right, coming out of college, what was I valued at? Right, sixth round pick, fifth round pick, third round pick. I'm putting a money sum on that, and I'm being like, here you go. 
I lost two and a half years of my life. Here's the amount of money you owe me. Yeah, that's, that's that's what I'm doing. And the the worst part is, is like, you know, we could probably look these kids up, but they're Ohio State prospects, right? So that's a first round draft pick or second they, round draft. They, pick. Well, not it's all. A draft not, pick. It's definitely like they were highly recruited, right? The the odds are they were they were going to be. If not selected in the draft, they would at least get a shot on practice squads, right? And that's still money you can you can make on practice squads. Yeah. Not to mention that it's like it robs them of the moment of saying, yeah, I played in the NFL. Why can't we just all love each other and all unify and turn all of our hate <laughs> towards the Kansas City Chiefs? Why can't we all just do that together? I knew there was going to be a one country, here. one blood, one love, all united in hate against the Kansas City Chiefs. I can make this happen. Go birds! <laughs> Grease Bro. the poles, go birds! Oh my God, autistic Tourette's all fucking weekend. Okay, we could say the same. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nope. Nobody yells that on a fucking Saturday. You know when they yell that when they're in the stadium. It like civilized fucking weekend, human bro. beings. Let it wasn't Philadelphia. Let people live it their wasn't... life. Okay, so then people let people live just... their life. That's why they root for the Chiefs then. You know what? That, I, that's you why know, we're not wrong. unifying in hate. Wrong. I was rooting for the Philadelphia Eagles for one thing, Eric. I've been to the city of Philadelphia. It's disgusting. I wanted them to win so they could burn that mug down. I Go never... birds! Grease the poles! Whatever, dude. I was just in Philly and I was whelmed. <laughs> I was very whelmed. I I remember it. I was there like for two days one time. Actually, no, I think it was like less than a day. And went to go see a concert and I was just like, man, Philly kind of sucks a little bit. But I didn't see anything. This time I'm like, there's so much dope history here and this city sucks. Yeah. Eric, we're not shitting on you don't love the city of Philly. No, I think I think that city's a piece of shit. Last time I was there, I was like, this city fucking sucks. Yeah. I'm glad I'm from Texas. Also, also, and we'll we'll end it on this. The women in in Philadelphia love leather fucking pants. <laughs> and it's always women who don't have a derriere. Right? <laughs> leather pants entire design feature and function is to accent the booty. And some of y'all pancake ass motherfuckers just be walking around, fucking leather clapping in the wind. Hey, and don't forget, some dudes from Philly was wearing leather pants too. Oh, bro, yeah, but his girl, she his had, girl, she, she had, had the cheeks to match the pants. She had the best leather pants there. The bro, this is why I'm t taking shots now because it's Philly girls were wearing leather pants in Arizona. Now tell me how crazy that does sounds. Like it's insane. It's uncultured, she, untraveled, bro. She she had it going on to wear leather pants. It's perfectly fine. You just need to know how to dress to accent your body for every person ever. The dude was wearing leather pants with her and skipped leg day exclusively. <laughs> up top, solid. Uh, bro, he was built up top. The man, man's had no calves. I was concerned that he had to go upstairs. I was I, like, he's top I, heavy. He's going to fall backwards. I he's honestly, top heavy. Bro. I honestly wanted to go up to him and thank him for his service because I thought he was an amputee walking on stilts, dude. I was like, I don't know, dude. Because it was like, what? 
Bro, the calves hey. just stopped, bro. Chopstick legs. Eric, I got life advice for you. If you think somebody's in the military, don't go up and thank them. I know, I know. I, I was just trying to make a joke about it. I don't. I would never do that. Yeah, but yeah, I was just trying to make a joke about it. You that. would be the most hated man in America if you do that. No, no, no. <laughs> I just started responding with thank you for your tax dollars. Yeah. You know, it's the biggest moron. No, thank you. It's the biggest <laughs> oxymoron that the that the U, the US military is paid by tax dollars and they have to pay taxes on those tax dollars. It makes no sense. I to love me. it. I love it. The government will literally find every way to just fuck us. I love it. I want to see more. No, you chill with they, that. All right, with they, that, hey, New, we're done. New, hey. New Jersey taxes you to drive on its roads and then taxes you to drive, taxes you to build its roads and bridges and then taxes you to drive on its roads and bridges. Bro, California taxes you on the gas, taxes you on the sale of gas, taxes you on your car, taxes you on your on on the miles driven, and now they want to add another gas tax on it. I'm just I like, love what, it. More. what is going on? Daniel Bryant. <laughs> no. Yeah, absolutely uh, not. Uh, on that, do you guys have anything else for the listeners? I do. I do have one more thing real quick. Oh. Let me... Shut up. I got to get the head-to-head results real quick. All right. So, uh, last week, uh, Jermaine went uh, one and two, bringing him to three and six on the week on the year. Um, and now he is sitting at minus 3.2 units for the year. Nicholas went one and two. Um, he's two, six and one on the season and minus three units. Um, I went one and two. I am now four and five on the season at minus 1.3 units Fucking and loser. leading the way Nevada had the perfect week went three and oh, he's now three, two and one with a plus. 0.95 units up. Yo, thank God somebody's ha- carrying the load around here. Jesus. It's bro, not my need, fault. Bro, he needed a perfect week to get to get out from 500. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, he was t- he was 0 2 and 1. Bro, you could you could have had a perfect week and it wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Nick's almost at that point where he's about to be insignificant in the competition. Ooh. Well, like you, most competitions. Ooh. Oh wait, oh wait, oh wait. Sorry, you don't even show up to them because you're too hungover. I was, dude. Hashtag scared. <laughs> Hashtag go to church. <laughs> all right, Eric got all sad after I, said well, I that. did it. I just saw a dirty play on the Bucks Celtics. He was like, "Fuck you! I'm not scared." Yeah. I'm not scared. I'm not scared. <laughs> Your voice cracked when you said "scared," bro. Just okay. Kidding. All right, you guys got anything for the listeners? Nah. No, sir. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Room 303. I've been your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. Bro, mute yourself. (laughs) This is my co host, Nicholas Morahan. And as always, we have with us the EPE. We'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room. (laughs) 